This is the Daily Dispatch podcast with your business correspondent, Ted Keenan. Today, Dispatch Live is talking to Johan Rich. To say that you've had a rich life is definitely an <laughs> understatement. Johan, you were born on the bluff. You had the most incredible childhood. And your childhood read, uh, led to a book, Doors yeah. and Dangers. What is the book about? Ted, um, actually I was born in Joburg, but I was very young when we moved to Durban. Um, my dad was a policeman, and there was a police camp on the bluff, Wentworth camp. And um, spent a couple of years living there. And it was a, it was a unique environment, an interesting environment, a um, bunch of interesting people, uh, off, the, off the wall sort of people, <laughs> these policemen. And um, it's really just the experiences I had living amongst these folk. You know, now, we, especially when you talk to younger people, they think all these policemen were a bunch of SS thugs, you know, running Auschwitz and everything. Mm-hmm. But they were a bunch of very ordinary, often not very bright, not very well-educated, simple, plain people. Uh, with, and there were a heap of interesting kids that I, we played with and and it, it was just a very different world and a different from the world we have today. There was no TV, no cell phones. We played till it got pitch dark in the street. And yeah, uh, so it's not nostalgia, but it's, it's, um, it's a glimpse into a, a world which is not there anymore. I don't know whether you coined the phrase, it's a good book to take to the toilet, or one of the guys that read it, <laughs> but it's, it, it's the perfect book for that, because it's in little tight episodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's very much the, the, I didn't coin the phrase, a friend of mine who, who bought the book said it's a good toilet book, but that's very much was my thinking when I wrote it. I wanted people to have little little bites. I didn't want them to have to plow through pages and pages and pages to get to the end of the chapter, but to, to have a quick bite and then go on with life and come back and read another. What has been the reaction to people that have purchased your book? Um, not everybody has come and given me feedback, but um, most of the people that I've sold a book to have come back to me at some point and said, man, we loved your book. It was great. It was fun. It was funny. Uh, it was a little bit of sadness. I think, to me, the most heartwarming story of all, I have a friend who um, is supposedly terminally ill uh, with a very severe form of uh, leukemia, mm. and I gave her a copy of the book as a gift. I said, yeah, uh, you know, you've got time on your hands, read this book. A week later, I saw her and she said, I finished your book. It was wonderful. Now I'm waiting for the sequel. So she's not planning to, to go anywhere until the sequel's out. <laughs> and you're not planning to do anything else until well, you've got the sequel out. I thought that's a bit of pressure. <laughs> from, from the bluff, what was your journey? Um, we moved around a bit in, in Durban as well. Um, and in fact, I, I stayed there in Wentworth on two separate occasions. Um, because we moved into Ambila for a while, and then we moved back to Wentworth, and then we moved to Montclair. And then, when I was 11, we left Durban, and we moved to King William Sound, and uh, finished school there, and went off to varsity in PE, and after four years there, went to Stellenbosch for a year, joined the Navy for two years, and uh, then 
started my teaching career in Grafrenet, of all places, and was there for five years. And then came back to East London, my wife and I saying, well, we'll, we'll just go there for a few years just to, to, to reshed, you know, reset the, the clock and everything. And that was 37 years ago. So <laughs> you know, those few years have dragged on a bit. Um, I had no intention of becoming a teacher. When I left well, school. you're actually not just a teacher, you're a psychologist yes, as well. Yes, yes. And what brought that on? Well, I was always interested in people and uh, very started reading psychology and so on when I was in high school and um, had, had a desire to help people and to interact with people and so on. And um, But when I got to varsity, I realized I couldn't pay for my studies. So the only way I could study was by way of a teacher's bursary. So I thought, oh, well, you know, I'll bite the bullet for five years, pay off my bursary, and then I can go and practice. Mm. And um, when I went and did my first teaching prac after, in my fifth year at university, went off to a, a school in PE and for a month to do a teaching prac, and I, I just embraced everything. I coached rugby, I produced a little one-act play, I worked in the school library, I went to um, in service training, I dated one of the teachers. <laughs> I just, I did everything. And I came away from that month thinking, man, I could do this for the rest of my life. I don't have to just do this for five years. And I'm not sorry, it, it's been 42 years in various aspects of education, and it's been wonderful. So the thought of opening up your own practice or joining a practice went out the window. To a large when extent, you fell it did. in love with the, the profession. Yeah, to a large extent, it did. I did end up as a school psychologist, so I, in a sense, I was practicing um, and seeing one or two clients a day. Um, and then the the change of regime came along, and I decided I couldn't justify for myself, in good conscience, just seeing one or two people a day. Mm. I needed to do something about building the new education system. So I applied for a couple of jobs, got into a management position in the education department and spent the next decade and a half in management in education. In, in East London? In East London. No, in East London, yeah. Um, but travelled all over the province and everything. Um, and it, it, was, it was great. Yeah, it was interesting. Let's just come back to Doors and Dangers. Um, the book, from what people told me, is absolutely remarkable. And I remember when we were chatting before we started yeah. the recording, me asking you if this was your only book, and you looked at me somewhat askance. Yeah, uh, as I say, I've, 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 it's my, my only or my first fiction work. Um, I've uh, uh, written a number of professional things in the course of my work in the education department for teachers and so on. And I've got, I've got a couple of things sitting on the computer waiting to see the light of day. <laughs> that was actually going to be my next question, yeah. because all authors, and I've interviewed quite a few, I always ask, do you type? <laughs> or do you write by longhand? <laughs> no, I definitely type, because my, my longhand writing is not very good. <laughs> Um, you retired, and your wife had some news for you. Yeah, look, she said uh, when I when I finally stopped working, 
at the end of last year. She said, oh, now you're finally retired. And I said, geez, I'm not even tired. How can I be retired? <laughs> so she said, no, I think it's time you wrote that book. Um, so that was the spur that got me to put together the, the, the book. Um, I've written, you know, I've written a couple of short plays, which I've produced when I, in the course of my teaching. I've, I love writing poetry, so I've written a lot of poetry. And that's basically the next project I'd like to do, is to put together a, an anthology of my poetry. And um, four of my, my kids have all written some good poems. In fact, one of them has won, some, won an award for a, uh, her poetry. And Does she do it professionally? No, no, no. But she, she, she's a social worker, but she... She won a competition or, or finalized in a national competition for poetry. And so um, I'd like to take some of the better poems that they've written and some of my better poems, put them together. And then my two daughters are both fairly artistic, get them to do some illustrations as well. And yeah, I just put together a, a, an anthology like that. Um, when I've shared my poetry with people in writing uh, groups and at book fairs and this sort of thing. It's, it's always been very well received. People enjoy the poems. So. Do you belong to any sort of writer's guild here? Um, I've, I've been involved with the Imonti Creative Circle and um, I'm trying to get myself together to get to the U3A, University of the Third Age um, uh, uh, writing group. Um, haven't got there yet. <laughs> It's it's writing again from the authors that I've interviewed is really popular in East London and there's it some is. good stuff coming yeah. out of it. And, and there's a fellow by the name of Roy Hewitt. I don't know yes, if you know him. Yes, he edited he, my book. Yeah. Oh, did he? He's yeah. really pushing yeah. writing. Yeah. And he's to my mind, he's doing a great job. Of he it. is. He is. He's very enthusiastic and um, and there they are. There's, there's a lot of talent. Uh, here and uh, it's wonderful to see quite a lot of it emerging now, you know, coming out. Yeah. Um, it's a cutthroat world out there because you know people are not buying books as much as they used to. They're watching TV and there's a hang of a lot of people publishing books. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I write not to make a fortune out of it, but to entertain and to yeah, I just want people to enjoy what I write. But you've also gone into reading books. Yes. What brought that on? Um, I was uh, at a book fair and was reading some of my stuff, and another author, local author, Andrew Hutchinson, heard me reading. He's he, also written, just published he, a book. He's also just he published a couple yeah. of books, yeah. And so he got hold of me and he said, listen, I just loved your voice. I would love you to read my book. I wanted to publish it as an audio book. And I would like you to read my book. So I said, all right, let's give it a go. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed reading his book for him. And he was very positive about it. And he's just launched a website for um, voice artists, uh, creative uh, uh, singers, writers, I mean, readers, speakers, this sort of thing. Um, and in fact, my clip was the first one that they put on the website. So, uh. <laughs> Yeah. Again, you're no stranger to the voice because you've acted a bit. I've done quite a bit of acting. You know, as I said, I, when I left school, I had no intention of being a teacher. 
I couldn't make up my mind. They, you, this is the dreaded question they always ask kids when they leave school. What do you want to do? And I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, well, I did, but I couldn't narrow it down. I said, I, I'm very interested in law. I wouldn't mind doing law. Um, I've acted quite a bit at school, and I, I love it. So I'd love to act, and I enjoy the sea. I'd love to, to maybe join the, the Merchant Navy or something. And uh, so I ended up teaching, which was none of it. <laughs> but along the way, I've done a lot of acting. I've acted on television. I've acted on stage. Um, and I've got a master's degree in education law. Um, and I spent two years in the Navy. So I, I fulfilled all those dreams as well. What sort of stuff did you act in? Are there any TV dramas or that that people could say, aha, I heard them on Daily Dispatch. (laughs) (laughs) That was way, way back in the early days. There was a a youth program called Hilium Votbach, an Afrikaans program, and I acted in that. Is he Afrikaans or is he Engels? I'm I'm a pretty good mix of of the two. My parents only spoke Afrikaans to each other. And they only spoke English to my brother and I. We went to English schools, and I went to Afrikaans universities. So it's a lacquer mengsel. <laughs> and how is your Sikasa? That's not as great. Um, <laughs> so what is the next big one for you, as far as books go? Ted, as I said, uh, I'm, I'm keen Besides on the, the, the poetry. Uh, yeah, not the poetry. Yeah. Fiction. Yes. Um, I, I haven't really thought much of, of, of anything further in the fiction line. Um, I've got something brewing, uh, which is very different. It's a, it's a, it's a, a thriller, a murder mystery, um, and uh, set in, in East London, in South Africa. Um, but I haven't done much work on that yet. My more immediate one is a non-fiction work. I'm, I'm toying around with the idea of writing a book about all the, the, the walking and running routes and the people associated with those routes and the running clubs associated with the routes and in the greater East London area, from Kids Beach to Kaimau to King Williamstown. There, there's, there's nearly 50 running clubs in that area. Gosh. And uh, a heap of very interesting people who've who've been involved in running, and some lovely, lovely places to run. Last Saturday I was running a race in Ganubian. Just after you start, you start coming down the main road of Ganubian, you see the sun coming up over mm. the sea. And I, you know, to take a photograph of that, put it there and say, this is what you start this route with. You know, the, the, the tourism potential, um, apart from everything else of a book like that, I think is marvelous. So that's what I'm playing with at the moment. Jan, it's been lovely chatting to you. I'm looking forward to reading Doors and Dangers because, look, many friends of mine have read it and they reckon it's a great, great read. And the one thing we have in common is we were both born on the bluff and I think the saying is rough and tough from the bluff. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Thank thank you for your time. Thank you for coming in. Thank you, Ted. Thank you for having me.